we're here. It's a show. Hey, I'm late. Ah, and also maybe sick. <laughs> so we're going to have a shortened episode today because I'm not doing too hot. But with that said, this episode is going to be pretty great. Shiggity Shank, what's up? Mean Scene, what's up? Good to see you both. Uh, Shiggity Shank, did you pay out Die by Sword? Did you pay out Die by Sword? Gotta make sure you pay out Die by Sword. Shayon, hello. Good to see you all. Welcome to Thursday. Another episode of Best of Five is coming at you. Hot. Um, like I said earlier, uh, this is going to be a little bit of a shortened episode. Um, not doing too hot, not feeling too great. But with that said, let's get down to it, shall we? Before we get into the topics over here, which we're going to talk about a lot, uh, we have some business to go over because a lot of things happened this past week that aren't necessarily here. For one, I have a very important announcement to make. As of this afternoon, today, afternoon today, we have gotten the green light, so we will be having an episode at the venue at Arc World Tour Finals in two weeks. So, congratulations, everybody. We made it. Um, what this means is I'll be at the venue uh, on Thursday night at 6, and we will go over the brackets. We will make our pizza bets, uh, and we will have some shenanigans planned. Yeah, uh, Arxis, uh, the people over at Arxis were super, super down to clown. So we're going to clown. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Cool shirt. Hey, thanks. I got it at Evo. <laughs> we're going to talk about Evo a little bit later today, too. Um, but yeah, no, I'm super excited for that show, man. Uh, big thanks to the crew over at Arxis uh, for, you know, letting me do my thing. But yeah, like I said, I work with the company that's doing uh, the Arc World Tour Finals. Um, so we've been working pretty hard and we're doing a lot of really cool things that I cannot wait for you guys to see. Um, and on top of that, they're letting me do the podcast, uh, well, the talk show from, uh, from the venue. So Arxis, I love you. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait for you guys to see the cool stuff. Can't wait for you guys to see all the shenanigans. Now, even before that, that's, that's one piece of news. Second piece of news is we got a trailer for a character very randomly, um, we did like it unprompted. Some some would say, uh, and this was it. Oh, I forgot to turn on the audio. There we go. Now there you go, sidestep deniers. The world is round, and so is Tekken 3D. So Tekken is 3D. This trailer is showing off, off a lot of really cool stuff, including the stage changing daytime and nighttime, uh, including the fact that Kazuya's heat mode is uh, the devil form, 
and all the fancy stuff that comes with it. It was a 3 a.m. drop. Yeah, it was like in the middle of the night. That bounds now, for those of you that missed it. And then he is the super. Here is the super. song is a bop i'm a fan i'm a fan of that song um but yeah uh kazuya we knew kazuya was in the game but we weren't expecting a trailer so that was pretty cool i have one complaint and it is not at the trailer it is at everybody reacting to the trailer i feel like people need to put some respect on len hart's name right len hart is the lady who used to do the announcements for uh pride the fighting uh, the fighting uh, uh, publisher, what's it called? The fighting company. They were the ones that did, like it was uh, UFC before UFC. Uh, and she was very famous for that. She also voiced, uh, not Nina. Who's Nina's sister? Fighting promotion. Thank you, Shiggy Shing. Who's Nina's sister? I can't, for whatever reason, her name is not coming to me right now. Um, Anna, thank you. Shiggy Shank is saving me today. <laughs> Uh, Anna, yeah, she voiced Anna in Tekken, f f one of the Tekkens, I think it was Tekken 3 or 4, I don't know, um, but, uh, a lot of people were like, oh, I don't like this new announcer, blah, 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 man, put some respect on Len Hart's name, I, right? she's dope, uh, also, she said on her Twitter that 4 or 5, you're right, Chickity Shank, uh, you were right about everything else, so I'm gonna trust you, <laughs> uh, but, uh, she said on her Twitter that she's not doing the actual in-game announcement, she's just doing the trailer announcements, so, Put some respect on her name, man. She is dope. She's awesome. That was that was my one complaint. Uh, other than that, we saw a lot of new cool stuff. Uh, he has this like cool follow up off of uh, Hell Sweep, like it was like a jump kick. Uh, we saw a lot of stuff. Uh, we're we're starting to see a lot of the mechanics starting to uh, kind of uh, uh, come together, right? Like we're noticing that like now they're they're it, we're back to the bound system, right? There's no more screw system. Uh, though there is like flip, right? There, there's a weird flip where they like go flipping end over end. Um, we saw like how some of the wall combos are gonna work. Um, we saw how like some of uh some of the crazy like we saw how some of the stages are working. And man, that Unreal Engine Five looks good. It looks so damn good. Yeah, like Olsen was saying, uh, it, the it, the trailer was almost entirely new stuff. You know what the you know what the super reminds me of uh the the new the new Kazuya super that we saw at the very end there reminds me of like Oni from Street Fighter 4 and whenever Oni would land a super or an ultra rather in Street Fighter 4 the screen would just turn white and everybody in the chat would start yelling anime and the commentators would start yelling anime that's what that, <laughs> that that's what that Kazuya super reminds me of uh it looks really cool yeah it looks really cool uh i'm just Man, I just want to play the game, man. <laughs> we're we're going to be like drip-fed uh, character trailers and maybe something else at Evo Japan. Who knows? I just want to play the game, man. Anywhoozle. Uh Aside from that, we'll get to the other announcements in a little bit. Uh, they're at the rest of the run of show. But 
I think it's time for us to start our first topic, which is the ARC Road Tour brackets were announced. Ace King Afsu coming in with the butt. He as as he is a new dad, he knows all about butts now and how to clean them. Um, so hey, Steve, good to see you. Uh, but let's talk about the ARC World Tour brackets because today we had uh, a and what they do. You're right, Olson. Uh, <laughs> we had the uh, the ARC World Tour, or uh, we had the stream for uh, ARC Live that went over what we're, what we can expect from the ARC World Tour. Um, hosted by Sejam and Junior, who is the esports manager of Arc System Works, which is a very interesting title to have and gives us a very good key to what their future plans are. They had a stream earlier today and they announced a couple of things and they drew the brackets. So let's get into some, some of those announcements right now, shall we? First and foremost, they announced all the commentators. Who is going to be there with me in the venue? Here's what they did. Uh, it's going to be Lord Sejam, Tasty Steve, James Chen. I'm happy to see James Chen there and Ringe. So the classic, if you will. Uh, so you know it's going to be pretty solid with Ringe at the helm and with all of the expert commentators uh, joining us. So it's bound to be a good old, grand day old week. You feel me? Um, along with this, uh, they also drew uh, the since since this is a world tour, they drew the brackets. It's completely randomized. There's no seating shenanigans. So let's take a look at some of the brackets, shall we? This is the DNF bracket. So here's what it looks like. Again, I don't know why the software always stretches shit. So I'm apologize that it's a little bit stretched out, but you can still read it. Here it is. Uh, from the top left, you can see Lost Soul versus Kikyo-chan, Goichi versus Mystic Smash, Kubo versus Yu Song Cha, and Cake Top versus Nanpan. I we're not gonna go over what to expect here because we're gonna save that for when we're there at the venue. Uh, but you know that's a lot of big names. That's a lot of crazy matches right off the bat. So it's going to be a pretty intense, uh, a pretty intense top eight. And next, we also had the Guilty Gear bracket was drawn. Uh, and let's take a look at that real quick, shall we? We have Skill versus Gobo first round. We have Mochi versus Nubenheimer. We have the Lord Tai versus Zando from Israel. We have, lastly, in the worst luck possible, the... One, the two of three American representatives have to do a team kill first game. It's Umi Show versus Tempest NYC. I also find it hilarious that in, uh, in, uh, in bracket D is Umi Show who qualified in the first qualifying tournament and Tempest NYC who qualified in the last qualifying tournament. <laughs> so it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be great. There's going to be a lot of good-ass Guilty Gear. Um, there's going to be a lot of good-ass DNF. It's going to be pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, it's going to be really good. I cannot wait. Uh, next, and the final thing that they announced, which took me by surprise, but I, haven't also, I also haven't been in tune 
with a lot of Arxis stuff recently because we were focused on Tekken and then Street Fighter. Um, they announced this. Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle Special Edition Open Beta Test will be happening very soon for the Xbox. So there you go. Uh, I think that's pretty exciting. BB Tag is a game I love watching, but I can't remember if I like actually enjoyed it or not. What's so special about it? You'll see. You'll see. Yeah, it's on the Ekbok. Uh, one final note too, uh, and this was really cool from Steve. I think it's just like the the definitive edition, maybe. I'm not entirely sure, to be honest with you. Uh, but something else that was really cool that they talked about, um, which gives us a little bit of a spoiler for our final topic here, the Evo lineup. Um, Jimmy, the esports manager, or I'm sorry, Junior. His name is Junior, not Jimmy. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Junior, the esports manager for Arxis, uh, addressed the fact that DNF was not part of Evo. And he said that while DNF is not a part of Evo, they are still supporting the game. And they're still doing their thing, right? Uh, and he went over uh, talking about how something uh, like stuff like Exard, if the community shows passion for it, Arxis will support the game and try to make it as playable and as accessible as possible for everybody. So big ups to Arxis for that. That's a big W in my book. Um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. Um, and according to Junior, he still has big plans on the esports side of things for DNF Duel. So even though it's not at Evo, we maybe can expect it at the tour next week, next year. Not next week. <laughs> next year. Who knows? Um, we'll find out at the Arxis World Tour Finals. The Arc World Tour Finals. Uh, coming uh, on the day of my birth. It's on March 11th on a Saturday. So, And I'll be there. You, you, if you watch the streams, I'll probably be running around uh, delivering uh, SD cards back and forth and maybe taking time to play uh, if they have casual setups. So that'll be cool. All right. Uh, I think that's all I had about the World Arc World Tour brackets. Uh, chat, anybody had anything else? You guys You guys have anything else you guys want to talk about the Arc World Tour uh, and all of the stuff that got announced today? Also, I do want to say big ups to Arxis for having arc live before our show so we can talk about the stuff that they announced big ups big ups they're finally getting it they're finally getting it all right well if that's it then i'm gonna send it over to elon on the top left he's got the info on the cpt finals recap uh and some other cool stuff so elon on the top left take it away hello it's me elon on the top left it's good to see you guys. It's been a couple. It's been a couple of weeks. Uh, let's talk about the CPT finals. Uh, if you remember last week, the whole eight crazy nights. Steve, was it you that said there was uh, the the Hanukkah of Capcom Pro Tour? Uh, the eight crazy nights of uh, the CPT finals happened, and boy, it was a wild weekend. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch too much during the week because, you know, I work. However, I did watch a lot over the weekend. If you guys were here hanging with me, you saw some of that too. Let's talk about it, shall we? We saw uh, some pretty cool stuff, including Zen from China, complete dark horse. Nobody knew of him uh, taking the taking the uh, uh, last chance qualifier. 
taking the last chance qualifier. Uh, so that was pretty crazy. Uh, we saw SFL happen as well with uh, Team Japan taking it over everybody. And then we saw the crazy tournament where there were so many upsets and so much crazy shenanigans that you can't even, I can't even fathom it, right? Uh, we saw, there we go. We saw uh, the finals, the very, the grand finals of the entire tournament be Zen, who qualified out of last chance qualifier, mowed everyone in his path down, got to winner's finals against Mena RD, who, again, a lot of people weren't, go weren't pegging as the winner. A lot of people were counting on, uh, you know, people like uh, uh, Ending Walker, uh, people like Momochi. And sure enough, the, the winner's finals was Zen and Men RD. And then grand finals was once again Zen and Men RD. Uh, which meant that we were either going to have the first ever champion qualifying or a champion who qualified out of the last chance qualifier or we were going to have our first two-time champion of the capcom pro tour so it was very very exciting and there's uh there's zen just doing a super mid block string or mid uh hit string you know to take the round um and for those of you who were here we saw mena rd mena rd took the big W, he is the first two-time champion of the Capcom Pro Tour. Gotta give it up to him, man. Uh, I find it especially cathartic that, you know, when Menof won his first CPT championship, he, a lot of people started, uh, you know, started not giving him enough credit. A lot of people were just kind of downplaying how he played and downplaying his win, invalidating his win. So the fact that he is the only person who's been able to take two tournaments is uh, a big, a big like screw you to all that shenanigans. So I'm super duper happy for Mena RD, super duper happy for Zen. As Olsen is saying in the chat, Zen's path went through every past champion, <laughs> except for Mena RD. Um, but yeah. Zen had a ridiculous showing, and it was so cool hearing from him because he was someone who played mostly online, right? Uh, so such a su such cool validation for you know the online warriors, and such cool validation for Men RD. Uh, sad that he used Luke. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but what was really cool was he brought out his birdie against Ending Walker and completely shattered Ending Walker's dreams of. Uh, winning the tournament, which was a little heartbreaking because Ending Walker was playing so strong. You know, Ending Walker is the 16-year-old prodigy who made it out of the, the Europe uh, regional finals. It was pretty crazy. Uh, and he was playing so, 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 so well. Um, and then, unfortunately, ran into Mena RD and then ran into uh, whoever beat him out of losers, who I don't remember. I also want to shout out Mr. Crimson. Mr. Crimson making it all the way to, I believe he got third. I believe he got third. Oh, yeah. Uh, Andy Walker lost to Idom in losers. That's right. Yeah, Mr. Crimson, I believe he got third because he beat Idom, right? Or am I wrong? Am I remembering that right or wrong? I don't know. I just remember Mr. Crimson uh, have, uh, showing a lot or Mr. Crimson causing a lot of upsets in the bracket uh, and making it so close to the end of the tournament. Uh, so big ups to Mr. Crimson, man. Uh, so cool uh, to have him uh, represent Europe.
up there on the world stage. The end of Capcom Cup was only the beginning. Because we got some announcements afterwards. Now, I, look, I'll say this. I screwed up, right? My sleuthing did not go well, so I did not get it correct, so I do owe Blue a pizza. However, chat, please thank Die by Sword. Die by Sword paid your end of your last pizza bet. Um, because if you guys remember last week, you guys picked Momochi to win. Or I'm sorry, not last week, two weeks ago. You guys had picked Momochi to win. I picked Idom to win. Idom made it further. Therefore, you guys owed me a pizza. Die by Sword was kind enough to gift eight subs, which is just about a pizza after Twitch takes their cut. So, chat, whenever you see Die by Sword, thank them. Um, I lost my bet against... Uh, I lost my other side bet against Die by Sword because uh, Kawano made it out of his bracket over Phenom, even though Phenom still made it out. Both of our picks made it out, but his was on the winner's side, so he won that. And I won versus uh, Shiggity Shank. Uh, Shiggity Shank said he was going to lose. Ending Walker was going to lose no games, but he lost two, which was still, that's something to behold. Right? That's pretty crazy. They didn't announce anything for the game. However, they announced something that became very significant. Right? Let's take a look at what the announcement was that made it so gosh darn significant. Ladies and gentlemen, we are officially at the Capcom Pro Tour. Thanks a lot. Shall we begin? Ain't no giving up. That's a no. No excuses here. Just a let's go. Wait, is that Yipes? Is that Yipes rapping? Way too well. Stay dang. Wow, that took off a chunk. Speak no other language. Yeah. counter to save the galaxy. I cannot believe they pulled that off. That was crazy. I've seen a lot of fights in my day, but nothing even comes close to this. Oh, here we go. Is it gonna kill? Is this gonna kill? Alright, and there you have it. So, with that announcement, we have offline premieres, we have online premieres, and two million dollars worth of prize pooling with one million dollars going to first place at capcom 10 or capcom cup 10 that is ridiculous a ridiculous amount of money with that announcement however um 
a lot of people had a lot of things to say in a good way. Uh, a lot of emotion was felt after this announcement, right? And I think at the end of it all, we're left to wonder, why did this $2 million announcement matter so much, right? Uh, it's, a sh it's a shit ton of money, but it, it, it matters a lot more than I think we were all expecting it to matter. So with that, I'm going to send it to you. I'm going to send it over to Elon on the top right because he has the info on all that. So Elon, to you. Hey, it's me, Elon on the right. How are you guys doing this week? Uh, so let's talk about why the $2 million prize pool matters so much. Think of the beginnings of the fighting game community, right? I'm sure all, if not most of you, have heard the stories of people traveling hours and hours to a regional tournament to win like 20 bucks, right? Or to win like 100 bucks. I'm sure you've heard the tales of like people going to a tournament and having to earn their bus fare back home via money matches, right? So because, because the fighting game community has such a lower barrier of entry than other esports, right? Because the fighting game community started, like you, if you wanted to join the fighting game community back in the day, all you needed was a quarter. You just show up, put your quarter in the machine, get your ass beat, and learn. Um, because that barrier of entry was so low, the scene was so diverse. However, there wasn't a lot of money in it, right? Like you would have t like tournaments of 100 people, 200 people, and you would barely earn like 50 to 100 bucks if you won. Uh, even, hell, we can even fast forward to Evo last year, right? A big point of contention of Evo last year was uh the the prize uh the prize money right the biggest tournaments of the year and people were barely earning you know like two thousand to three thousand dollars for winning uh and other players winning even less than that um and that's been a big point of contention of the fgc recently so the fact that this is such a drastic change from you know the usual pop bonuses of like, you know, $1,000 pop bonus to $10,000 pop bonus to $25,000 pop bonus, uh, going all the way to $2 million and having first place actually have access to the big mill is like the people who have been in this scene forever look back to those times and they see where we are now and think, damn, we made it, right? We're finally at a point where somebody can become a millionaire by playing Street Fighter. Whereas before, not very achievable. Maybe possible, but not achievable. Or wait, no, hold on. Possible, but not easy, I think is what I meant to say. So it's it's a huge change. And I think it's important for us to temper our expectations for the future. And here's why. The wording that was used was to make the first season of Street Fighter VI memorable, we're adding $2 million. Also, the fact, I, I do want to point this out too. Uh, the other big important thing is the announcement was made by the Capcom president. The Capcom president was there. So you, it's very, very clear 
that Capcom is putting a lot of eggs in this basket. They're flying the president out to go see stuff like this. They're putting $2 million on something like this, which I guess in Capcom terms, maybe not that much money, right, compared to uh, how much money they've made off of stuff like Monster Hunter and Resident Evil. But that's huge, right? The fact that we finally have a company that's willing to spend this much amount of money on this is a huge step forward into uh, into bolstering our scene. That's going to change a lot. Like the fact that it was a joke all over Twitter, but it was like a joke, kind of not joking joke. That as soon as people saw that the prize pool was two mil, everybody's gonna play Street Fighter Six, even if they hate it, right? So. That's going to help bolster the scene so much, and I cannot wait to see how crazy things are going to get. For comparison, the first year of Street Fighter V at EVO was 5,000 people. It was a 5,000-person uh, 5, tournament, right? So we'll see what Street Fighter VI is at, especially since you know CEO, I believe, will be the first big major for Street Fighter VI. So we're super excited to see how that goes. Uh, and I'm also excited to see how Combo Breaker goes because I think Combo Breaker is the last big major for Street Fighter V. So that'll be the, the passing of the guard or the passing of the torch. Sorry, changing of the guard, passing of the torch. Uh, yeah, so it, it's a huge step forward in uh, helping to sustain the fighting game community, right? We saw what happened with Mena RD when he won the first Capcom Cup, right? If you remember, I think his prize was $120,000. Uh, but when you convert it to pesos uh, it, uh, for the Dominican Republic, it's over a million pesos, right? We saw what he's done for the Puerto Ricans, or I'm sorry, not the Puerto Rican, the Dominican Republicans. Uh, he's made an esports team. He kind of helped cultivate that scene to the point where anytime you see a DR flag coming up, uh, in your brackets, you, you know they're going to be good, right? Uh, so the stuff that he was able to do with the money that he earned was, is, not was, is super impressive. And it's super cool to see that, you know, he he's able to share, uh, literally share the wealth, right? Like he's made, uh, he, he's made like esports events down there. Uh, he was he was able to sponsor players to get them up here to the U.S., et cetera, et cetera. Right? He made bandits and all that. So I can't wait to see what's going to happen when instead of it being $120,000, that's a million, right? I can't wait to see what happens. Um, does Now, with, with all this said, does the winner need to reinvest back into the scene like Mena has done? Not really. It'd be nice, but that's not a requirement, right? Um, but with that said, though, it still is a huge opportunity for everybody that is going to be part of that uh, part of that tournament. And it's going to be a huge opportunity for everybody else that participates in Capcom Cup. Right. Because one million goes to the winner and there's still another million to share with the rest of the people who earn money. So it's going to be very it's going to be a very significant tournament. It's going to be a very significant change of pace from what we're used to in the FGC. And I cannot wait to see it. And I hope it keeps going in the future, right? Because, again, I don't know how sustainable this is uh, because that's $2 million that Capcom is not going to see again, but it's 
$2 million worth of uh, uh, hopefully a lot of advertising and a lot of marketing. So we'll see what happens there. Um, I can't wait to... Honestly, I just can't wait for Street Fighter 6, man. Can that game come out, please? Will you? Um, along with this... Uh, it, 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 this, this reminds me of like how when we started seeing Street Fighter 6 have a presence in trade shows and in all of this other stuff, and you saw the quality of the set pieces that they have for Street Fighter 6, right? You can tell Capcom is pushing this forward, right? You can tell that, like, we, we have the new uh, director and the new producer, uh, uh, Nakayama-san and Matsumoto-san. Uh, they're pushing this game to, like, as far as it can go. It sounds like Capcom is being super supportive and pushing this game as far as it can go. We see it in the quality of the game and how the beta that we've played is already more of a complete game than we ever got from Street Fighter V when it first launched. Um, so I can't wait to see the future of Street Fighter. It's really bright, and it's going to be it's going to be a it's going to be a it's going to be a page turn in the book of the FGC that's going to be very, uh, very, I'm losing a lot of words today. It's going to be very, uh, very important. It's going to be very significant. So is it going to remain like this for the foreseeable future? Who knows? Nobody knows. Um, but is it a great thing to happen to our scene? Absolutely. So big ups to Capcom, big ups to everybody who's kept Street Fighter alive, right? Uh, and big ups to uh, to everybody who participated in Capcom Club this year. And big ups to everybody who will be uh, involved with the uh, Capcom Cup of uh, 2023. Uh, yeah, Shank. Uh I, I did see that. Um, it kind of got lost in the in the mix, but apparently uh, the Japanese players are forming a players association union, which is really cool. I haven't. I I don't know enough information about what their goals are, but. Getting players together to set a standard for how players should be treated at tournaments, I think, is not, is, it cannot be, oh, sh shoot, hold on, ad's about to start. Uh, it cannot hurt, right? It is, it is impossible for that to hurt. I think that would just help set um, good boundaries for the future, right? Along with all this. And this is what we were talking about before. Uh, this did not get announced at Capcom Cup. However, it got announced at a PlayStation State of Play, uh, which is what I was talking about when I assumed that they were going to announce something at the IGN Game Fest. There were a lot more people watching the PlayStation State of Play than there were people watching the CPT World Finals. That's not a knock against the CPT World Finals. It's just that our scene is relatively small compared to Normie Land, right? And all of Normie Land was watching the PlayStation State of Play, and uh, this came up. That's a Kirikuman reference. I don't watch anime, I just saw it on Twitter. I think Zangief's face looks hilarious in the best way possible. 
So his dropkick wall splats now, which is scary. He still has his uh, his kick parry. You can still cancel uh, headbutt into into EX Siberian air. He's got a jackhammer for a level one. He's got this crazy level three. And if you read the PlayStation blog, he has his uh, Street Fighter V V trigger as his level two. Dude, he looks so good. He looks so good. And then finally, we get to see Lily. Now, this was the even cooler part is... Hey, she looks like she plays a completely different style. Uh, her taunt with the picture does have a hitbox, which is cool. Now, the moves you just saw are indeed a Condor Spire. They are called Condor Spire and Condor something else. And this is her level three. Lily. She's from the same tribe, the Thunderfoot, I think they are called. Lightning Foot. But not and then finally. For. Has Cammy always had that uh that scar on her face? So if you want to spend all of your meter, you can do that combo right there. So that super is from the Street Fighter 2 animated movie, which we'll have to watch now. But here is her big level 3. Execution. Rip JP. And with that, we have our roster. Our launch roster is now complete. And I, I don't know what else they can announce at this point, right? I feel like everything is set for June 2nd. We just have to wait. Oh, wait, they can announce a beta. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, so really cool to see Geef. Geef looks so different yet so the same right like i, I cannot believe geef i feel feel like feels way more cartoony than the other characters just because of how big he is and how big his mouth is but he looks so badass right we're, he, we're all going to be annoyed by him when the game comes out as usual because he you know <laughs> geef is known as the walking casino uh Lily looks super cool, right? Uh, I saw somebody say that we need to update the T-Hawk the emote. Efren said he would come back to Street Fighter if Thok came out. Lily is basically Thok. So I'm going I'm to have to hit up Efren. <laughs> I'm going to have to hit up Efren. And then Cammy. Cammy looks crazy. Um, 
she looks like she has a lot of her stuff from Street Fighter V and a couple new tricks up her sleeve. Um, I do have to say this, man. I keep seeing people dislike the new design because she wears pants. What kind of dumbass do you have to be to be upset that a character wears clothing? Stop it. What did the kids say? Go touch grass? Yeah, just like, just, just look outside. Like, just go go get some sunshine, please. Um, I think she looks great. Um, I think everything looks sick about Street Fighter Six. I can't wait. To, I just want to play the game. I just want to play the game. I just, just give me the game, please. Right, just give me the game. Give me the game. Um, so that's why, um, in, in summation, that was the CPT finals. Uh, Shiggity Shank, that's even beyond the point. She, she'll have the original costume, that's fine. But, like, the fact that people are, like... Like, I don't know if you guys saw Romanova retweeted, uh, quote-tweeted someone that was like, oh, her butt's smaller and her boobs are smaller than the old games. It's like, well, go touch grass. Just go outside. Stop it. Uh, yeah, like, if you're, if you're looking for porn, you can just look up porn. Uh, that, I, I, I think I just don't understand. Like, I don't understand where those people are coming from. And I've, tr I've tried my best. Just, just go outside, touch some grass and, uh, you know, then come back in and then rethink what you, what you're saying. But yeah, in summation, that was the CPT finals. That's why $2 million is such a big deal for the FGC. And I just want Street Fighter 6, man. Just give me, just give me, a, just give me Street Fighter 6, man. Please, please. Uh, last but not least, we have one more topic today, uh, so I'm going to send it to Elon on the bottom right, uh, and he will give you the skinny on the Evo lineup and all the announcements that happened there. So, Elon on the bottom, there you go. This is to you. Hey, it's me, Elon on the bottom. What's up, guys? It's been a, it's been a heck of a week or two. Elon on the top right sent things over to me because... I watched the evil review with you guys. It was me, Elon on the bottom right. Um, I was the person who watched the evil review with you guys on Tuesday. Right, it was Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. Uh, we had Steve on here. It was a lot of fun. Steve owes me a pizza, as always. Um, so let's talk about the big stuff that came out of the evil lineup review, shall we? Here is, essentially, uh, what the new lineup is. We have Street Fighter 6, King of Fighters 15, Guilty Gear Strive, Melty Blood Type Lumina, Dragon Ball Fighters, Mortal Kombat 11, which was a little bit of a sleeper hit, but I'm happy to see it's there, Tekken 7, and they announced that one of the eight tournaments from uh, for uh, in the lineup is going to be a throwback tournament, and it starts with Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. That is crazy. And the reason, again, even more so than the $2 million stuff, there was a ridiculously emotional celebration from the Marvel community. Why, might you be asking? Why is, why is the Marvel 3 community so happy? I mean, they have every right to be happy, but why are they so emotional about having their game back at EVO? It's because the pandemic had 
the pandemic tried to kill Marvel, right? The ghost of Marvel did not get his run, his set with uh, Chris G. So he tried to end the world with the pandemic. And because of the pandemic and because of the lack of support for Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3, it seemed like the scene was dead. However, two people put the entire scene on their back and built that shit from the ground up again uh, and made it a very thriving community online. And it's Tong Never Sleeps and Kevin Ha. Those two people figured out how to run Marvel 3 on a Parsec machine and started running tournaments for it consistently. And the scene has since grown immensely, right? And we had huge events like Marvel Lives with uh, the Twitch Rivals that was spearheaded by Maximilian Dude, which involved Kevin and Tong. Um, we've since had uh, other crazy shenanigans happen in Marvel 3, right? So Marvel 3 is back, and rightfully so, Hilariously so, rightfully so, uh, right when the, uh, the Evo announcement show ended, they raided Tong, and Tong was an emotional mess, right? And man, it was so cool to see in the sense that he, Tong worked so damn hard, dude. Uh, Tong really like, put the scene on his back and like, really made shit work. Uh, so the fact that he was rewarded with Marvel 3 being at Evo uh, is... You know, it's it's like a story out of a like a fairy a fairy tale, right? It's like he he got the he got the sweet desserts, the just desserts. He's going to enjoy the fruits of his labor along with the rest of the, um, along with the rest of the Marvel community. It's great. I can't wait to see it. I and I can't I can't wait to see what Marvel versus Capcom three looks like in twenty twenty three, right? So, it's it's really cool. It's really cool. I can't wait to see what comes up. So big congrats to the Marvel scene. Um, they, they, you know, with all of the hard work that they've been putting on and with all of the growth that they've seen, like they deserve it, man. Um, and I'm someone who comes from Philly, right? And Philly was all Marvel. <laughs> it wasn't all Marvel, but it was a lot of Marvel. Um, so, and, and I, honestly, like anytime I would go to any of the big E tournaments, uh, back in like 2013, 2014, like it would just like, everybody would sit down and watch Marvel and everybody would enjoy the crap out of watching some good marvel um lots of money was made and lost <laughs> uh and lots of hype was had so it, it the marvel scene is a very unique scene in the sense that there's so much love for the game and so much love for the surrounding people who also enjoy the game um so it's really nice to see a scene like that rewarded and i can't wait to see what else uh evil does with uh, the throwbacks, uh, the throwback slot. Who knows what else will be there? It's really exciting, um, and it's really cool. Uh, and according to Rick's Twitter, that's a thing that's happening moving forward. Every year, we're going to have one throwback tournament. So that's badass. That's really cool. Some other announcements that came out of uh, the Evo lineup reveal, along with, uh, along with the lineup was. That while we don't see Grand Blue Versus represented, we don't see DNF Duel represented, we did receive this bit of news. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus Rising will have an open beta tournament at EVO 2023. So there will be a side tournament for uh, there will be a side tournament for Grand Blue Fantasy Versus Rising. So we'll get to see some of that at EVO, which is pretty exciting. 
we saw that they have uh, new sponsors. Uh, Chipotle is now a sponsor, uh, which is great because Chipotle is a food that's known to have a high sodium content. So it fits just right with the fighting game community. Uh, there's a lot of sodium here. Um, we saw Sony is back with their in-zone monitors and their in-zone headsets and all that shenanigans, uh, which is pretty exciting. And we also got some other announcements that were very interesting, right? Very controversial, if I do say so. Uh, one of which not being very controversial is, and being extremely crazy, is that every game has a minimum of $25,000 in the pot. That's crazy. So every one of those, those eight games that we saw earlier, every one of those games, Street Fighter VI, Guilty Gear, King of Fighters 15, Melty Blood, Mortal Kombat 11, Dragon Ball Fighters, Tekken 7, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom. We were just talking about how uh, there was a lot of tournaments where you would go and you would beat the, like you would have to go through like the hardest bracket of your life and you would pay for, or you would play for like 50 bucks. <laughs> $25,000 for every one of those games. That's really crazy. Now, something to, something to be said here, uh, the we don't know many details about it. The wording is $25,000 minimum. Does that mean that it's $25,000 plus entrance plus uh the uh the entrant uh entrant fees for the tournament? Is it $25,000 plus pot bonuses? Is it $25,000 in place of all of the entrance fees? We don't know. We're going to have to wait for more information on that. Another announcement that was made that turned out to be very controversial is that instead of having the Evo top eight, there's only going to be a top six. And with having just six people in the finals, if you get seventh place, you are not getting paid. Just the top six players will be paid out. That's a very, uh, that's a very interesting step towards the future because I think it solves a problem and creates new ones, right? Uh, a lot of the big complaints surrounding Evo last year was that the prize money wasn't enough, right? Like, everybody keeps complaining. Prize money's never enough, right? Right? Like, combo breaker, prize money's never enough. CEO, prize money's never enough. Blah, 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 blah. So, tying the prize money, which is already bolstered by the 25,000 smackaroos, uh, to the top six players guarantees that those six players earn more. What's bad about that is that it's just those six players. So we already saw the Tekken World Tour, right, where they had 32 people, and each game was felt like a grand finals in it of itself. We saw the Capcom Pro Tour, where, again, like every game felt like a grand finals. So there are there are so many players who are so good. And it, it, right now, because we're coming from a top eight thing, it feels like anybody below that top six is getting robbed of something, right? And it's just because that's getting taken away. That's the knee-jerk reaction I've had to it, right? With that said, I don't know how much of a, how much of a big difference that's going to make. I'm interested to see how it turns out Be, because it's, you know, it's a, it's a change to something that I think has been like foundationally a part of the FGC is top eight at Evo. 
Um, so I'm super curious to see how that's going to go. Uh, a lot of people have been arguing that instead of narrowing down who earns money, we should be spreading it out more. But again, the big issue comes down to like everybody was complaining that they weren't getting enough prize money when they won. So now when they win, they're going to get a sizable chunk. And so will the rest of the top six. I think that's a very creative way of dealing with that problem. But there's the other side, man. It's it's going to be hard. <laughs> You're going to have to get to top six. You're going to have to do even better than you've done in the past. Like top eight just ain't going to cut it no more. So I don't know. It's a bit of a double-edged sword. But again, I'm super... I'm so happy that Rick is okay with experimenting. Because I can't wait to see how this experiment goes, right? I remember when they experimented with the three persons, uh, three people out of pools, when they had the three people out of pools experiment at Evo a couple years ago. And that became the norm, right? So... Also, I don't think it was just Evo. I think it started at Combo Breaker, then went to CEO, and then went to Evo. Uh, I think... I'm not 100% sure on that lore. Somebody will have to fact check me there. Um, but I'm, I, I, think it's, uh, I think it's very cool, and I think it's a good thing that they're down to experiment. Let's see how this plays out. Maybe this will solve all the problems, and you know the, seventh, uh, the people tied for seventh will be okay. Maybe it'll create new problems, and then the year after that, I'm sure... Uh, the crew and Rick will take care of it and try to find another creative solution. We won't... Uh, personally, I have no idea how this will shake out. And I, and I think I can safely speak for all of us here, we won't know until we see it. So before, I, I think it's very important for us to like really check ourselves when we have knee-jerk reactions like that. Um, and I'm guilty of it too, right? Um you know, you, we all remember the Panda thing uh, and then the Arturo thing. Uh, so it's very important for us to check ourselves when we have those knee-jerk reactions uh, before we wreck ourselves. And wrecking ourselves is extremely bad because we're already a small community as it is. So we really need to watch out for each other. So um, all this just to say, let them cook, right? That's been, that's been the new motto of best of five is let them cook and then we'll see what happens. So I'm excited. Uh, either way, Evo is shaping up to be pretty cool. Uh, I can't wait to go back. I booked my room, booked my room for Evo. So we have here at Best of Five, we have a very busy schedule, man. We have one major one major tournament per month so far. We have Dark Revo World Tour Finals coming in March, and we'll be there. We have Texas Showdown in April. We have CEO Oh, no, we have Combo Breaker in May, we have CEO in June, and then we have Evo in August. So, we have a hell of a, we have a hell of a year coming. Like I said last year, man, we're aiming for bigger and better, and we've been, we're getting there. <laughs> I think it's safe to say we're at least getting slightly bigger. Um, better, eh, that's, that's debatable. That's, uh, that's uh, subjective. Chat, fellow YouTube watchers. Fellow podcast listeners, I think that's it. Did I am I missing anything? Chat, help me out here. Am I did I forget anything? I feel like I got everything right, but I also can't help help but feel like I missed something. Oh yeah, thank you, Mean Scene. Mean Scene just remember reminded me. Uh, apparently today, at an investors call, 
for Warner Brothers, Mortal Kombat 12 was officially confirmed that we'll be releasing this year. Yeah, it was an earnings call, and they talked about two exciting games releasing this year, one being Mortal Kombat 12, the much-anticipated Mortal Kombat 12, and uh, the upcoming uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League game, which actually looks really cool. That was uh, the big state-of-play thing that we saw today. Um, so, Mortal Kombat 12 is coming this year. It sucks that that's how that got leaked. I, f- I feel for Ed Boon. I don't know if you guys saw Ed Boon tweeted out. So, did you guys hear about the Injustice 3 news? <laughs> I feel for Ed Boon that that got ruined. Um, but I can't wait to see what they come up with, man. Um, the fact that we're getting another Mortal Kombat this year is pretty cool. It's, it's a good year for fighting games, man. It's a good year for fighting games. And it's barely in its second month. So I think we've got a lot of cool stuff to look forward to. All right. I guess that will be it for me today, chat. I'm going to snooze the ads one more time just so we don't have to sit through ads while we finish up here. Um, I want to thank uh, all my fellow producers, Mean Scene, Blue, PB Tuft. I want to thank my editor, Lord Olson, everybody, when, if, you, if you go to YouTube, tell Olson, you said, like, say hi to Olson, will you? I want you guys to comment. Like, for those of you that are here, if you see a YouTube video of ours, I want you to type in the comments, hi, Olson. Okay? You spell it just like the Mary Kate Nationally, O-L-S-O-N. Say hi, Olson. Um, tell him I said hi. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think that's it. If you guys want more Best of Five, please go check out our website. It's bestofvshow.com. Uh, don't put HTTPS, just bestofvshow.com. That'll send you over to all of our uh, socials links. You can you can see us on Twitter, TikTok. I do have to update our TikTok. That's the one thing I haven't updated yet. Oh, and our Instagram. Um, but I've updated just about everything else. Uh, and we're putting a lot of effort to towards our YouTube stuff. So, And it's been growing, and we're getting a lot of cool responses for that. So thanks, everybody, for all the response on YouTube. Can't wait to make more stuff uh, up on YouTube. I can't wait for Street Fighter 6 to come out, man. I'll, I'll, I'm guaranteeing you that I'm going to spend so much time streaming Street Fighter 6. Like, uh, it, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. It's gonna be, I just want to play the game, man. I just want to play the game. All right. Chat. Listeners. Watchers. Lovers. Haters. And everyone in between. If you can hear the sound of my voice, know that I appreciate you a hell of a lot. And I'm going to sign off for today and get some rest. And I'll see you guys next week. All right. Thanks, everybody. I'll see you very, very soon.